Hey, this is Max, and welcome back to the Brony System Podcast. Finally, it's been like some, what, two-ish months at least, three months. <laughs> hey, this, this is actually a seafoam green, motherfucker. Is it? Yeah, it's supposed to be, I guess. got hints of gray. I got it from Old Navy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good deals at Old Navy. Yeah, man. Look, half my wardrobe is at least Old Navy. <laughs> You're not unique low? I don't, they don't fit. Really? It's yeah, too tight? Yeah, it's it's too t- like I gotta wear like extra large. Mm-hmm. Unique clothes that was that is Japanese. It Japanese, yeah, Japanese. Yeah, I think the closest store is like DC. What is yeah. Superdry Japanese? Yeah, yeah. I need Japanese. Anything? Really? You think so? I kind of like Jap- Japan, bro. I mean, I know that it doesn't. Yeah, sit. it's cool, but their clothes are too small, man. Are they? Yeah. Is it? Doesn't it across all of Asia though? Um. I, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I've only ever had like Chinese, Japanese, and like a Singapore. Sh- I had a uh, my brother went to Singapore and he got like a tank top, and he got like the like a double XL. It was still too small. Oh. I'm like, damn, you, <laughs> motherfuckers, you motherfuckers fucking around right here. You guys, well, you you're uh, you and your brother are like what like part part white or black or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you don't. You want to hear a funny story? Me and my mom were out to eat uh, with in Danny, and uh, all of a sudden he walks in. He we were at the Thai restaurant. He was yeah. he was with a group of other people, and so some of my mom and I when we were just leaving. We were talking. We were saying bye or whatever. He's like, and she's like, and she goes, she says hi to him, whatever. And he's like, they're like really they're conversing, and then we leave, and then she's like, wow, Maxi. He's like, you ever heard the word Mashallah? Like, and there's Inshallah. And then Meshallah means like, I think I've heard your mom say. Meshallah means basically, like you say so, you say Meshallah instead instead of giving somebody the evil eye, or that or like envy. Yeah. So you say Meshallah for like you know like oh man wow how God willed this he's like like and he's she's saying like he's all muscle, he's all muscle <laughs> and then he's like Meshallah Meshallah Habibi he's all muscle. He's and then, and then my uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah. He's a he's a, he's a, he's a strong dude. She's like, she goes, she's like, I just don't understand. Is he half black or half white or something? <laughs> a little bit of both. A little bit of both. In spirit. <laughs> no, yeah. She um, she uh, she asked me. He's like, is he tough? And then, like, he, like, started laughing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, he, you raised him right. She's like, good, good, good. <laughs> no, she's, she's cool. Yeah, she's funny. It was a funny story. Yeah, well, here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> together, delayed by a week, didn't me, but me. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, man, what, what was going on, man? <laughs> the college football national game? Which wasn't uh, much of a game. Was not much of a game. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. watching. It wasn't worth it. The most football I've I've watched is um that like like thirty minutes of of uh, Demar Demar Hamlin. Oh, that's that, that's, mean, that's that's the crazy. first time I tuned in in years. So this game in relation to jujitsu was like when Andre Galvao was like doing yoga ball drills over that black belt. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You remember that? You ever seen that? Running up the score. 
Just like oh you or like when the or when the when the um Mendes brothers, Mendes go, brothers go to the Hickson Cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when the, in Japan when they go to oh, the Hickson yeah, Cup yeah. and they they troll dudes two hundred and forty three to nothing. <laughs> That's what it's like. Yeah, I tell you, um, you guys know Urbeth, Urbeth, right? Urbeth Santos. Santos yeah. yeah, I was with him. I was with him in uh, in DC. We we're we we're um we we're going to a tournament, and that's how you know this motherfucker was with the gun uh, with the uh, yeah, yeah. AK on his chest. Yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was me, him, some other guys. Muhammad Ali was there. Yeah, not Muhammad Ali, the 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 boxer, but the Muhammad Ali, the Brazilian Muhammad Ali. Yeah, um, but they were there, and like we were just talking, and he's like, "Hey, how much do you think I can score on this dude?" I'm like, "I don't know." Urban like, said that to you. Or? Yeah, Urban said that to me because we we're, we're together. Um, and he was like, "You you think seventy, eighty? I'm like, "You have five, like you have like five, six minutes." He's like, oh, like seventy or eighty. I'm like, dude, what the fuck is wrong with him? And he gets he gets up to like sixty six, and I was like, "There's no freaking way!" Like that guy had to have been a part of it or something, dude, because like he instantly took him down, passed the guard, got mount, took his back, and then just got up. And the dude just kind of like sauntered up. As soon as he got up, he like did the, the like ankle pick yeah. and just kept doing it. I was like, dude, what the fuck? What the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen uh have you ever seen um when Lucas Lepre fought uh Sean Roberts, who's really good? Who's I mean he's he's not like a chump, right? He's good. Like yeah. he and he if he was in the uh Kumite. Yeah, the Remember Sean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was Lucas fought him at the worlds one year. And um you know, he likes to knee cut. Yeah. And so he would knee cut, pass, get his three, and then he'd slip his foot closer towards the guy's guard, like legs. So he'd go back and retain, and then he'd pass it right again. And they'd pass right. He'd do it over and over and again, and all of a sudden it was like 48 to nothing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, sometimes I feel like there should be a mercy rule in jujitsu. Yeah, there should be like a technical fall, yeah, It right? doesn't happen all the time, but it, it, there should like be Like in wrestling? Mercy. Yeah, and like in wrestling. You, like you score 15 or more points, and that's it. But here's the... The gimmick, for lack of a better term, is a submission can come at any time. Yeah, but after, yeah, but but after like a certain while, like dude, this, dude, if you're getting your ass beat, like, and someone scored that, right? thirty points on you, there's no coming back from a point standpoint. Yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, in wrestling too. <laughs> yeah, but in wrestling, it's the same thing. You would make you the argument is like, oh, you might, you know, this guy, you yeah. might, you could pin him, but yeah. you did, but like at this point, dude, you're not going to pin this guy. You know when it, when it's like when it's like fifteen to nothing, you're not going to pin them. I agree, but where is that saving time? Like in a tournament, where is that is that saving time really? How much? The, how many times does that happen in a tournament? It's just saving embarrassment. Yeah, yeah I agree. It yeah, <laughs> saving saving somebody's it, dignity. It's like the guy that lost by forty points, like, but I didn't get subbed. He ain't subbed. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude, right. he, he could have subbed you. <laughs> like, yeah. like, well, like, just because you had your both your hands around your carotid. Yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is like, because in wrestling, you know, there's rounds. You know, there's like two, two to three minute rounds, and it allows for a reset of position. Whereas in jujitsu, you get you get mounted, and then you get your bat taken, and then you get like mounted again or whatever, Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's an endless cycle. Like I get your point. Like submission could happen at any time. Like you know, the the dude could like pull like a random Ezekiel off off of like being mounted, but. I, what's happened to me, I haven't been losing by 40, but the whole, like, somebody takes your back, they, the cross, ankle, they cross ankles, their ankle too close to your groin area, you triangle it, the ankle, and boom. I've yeah. gotten subbed being, in a tournament, being up nine to nothing. But, like, nine to nothing is not, not to me, isn't like, it's not a technical fall, right? And at any point, it could have gone awry, and it did go awry. 
but not nothing is not exactly definitely not you know how yeah. Hoffa Mendez at the Hickson Cup. <laughs> yeah, so I, I had something similar happen as well. Like I, I think I was, um, I think I was up like twelve, twelve two or something. Some I, I was up by a lot. I was like twenty seconds left. The guy gets an armbar, and I'm fighting for my life for for like against the armbar. And it was like the finals. I was up uh six nothing against the other guy in Chicago. Remember that? And then I, I had a triangle forever. It was up to six points. That was tough to swallow. That was a tough one to go. That was <laughs> never again. <laughs> I mean, literally, he probably had three triangles in that whole match, and the third one was on for the longest. That was mounted triangle. Yeah, the guy was just trying to get out for most of the match. And it made a lot. Like, what the? F-? Yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. It was the worst. Yeah. That's why I don't compete no more. <laughs> no need, man. No need. But see, then you've got these untimed matches that are just, they're cardio-related, right? Like, well, there's no not, there's no unpaid, untimed matches, right? For my mistake. Uh, there's, there's still submission-only tournaments that they, that oh, they well, do around. Oh, submission-only, but there's time. No, they're some not. of them, some of them go, go. Well, like some further. of them are time limitless and some. Yeah, some of them are I think they, they're pretty I, much. Yeah, I think they started those. to go away from. Yeah. Because I'm not sitting there for an hour if somebody isn't like going to get paid. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah, remember that one where like, it was it was Keenan and Gordon, yeah. and they went forever. Yeah. I was like, this is stupid, dude. Yeah, it's a it's a, honestly a huge waste. I feel like we discussed this before, but I, I hate those. I hate I hate those untimed matches. Yeah, no I also point. don't really like submission only. I like I like I I feel like I'm. We've talked about this a hundred times. I feel like yeah, ADCC like, does it the best. Submission only for yeah. Yeah, ADCC I like t- I like points in time. It's like two variables that I don't, like advantage. I don't mind advantages and IBJJF. I don't mind. You know, I th- listen, man. I don't think people realize how many submissions happen in IBJJF. Right, I'm talking about nogi though. It just I'm straight not. up, straight up nogi. Yeah. Even in nogi, there's there's a lot of submissions people don't realize. I just think like you get you you build more urgency when you add more variables. Yeah, like time and time and score and now advantages. You build an urgency. Yeah, like if you're also... down a, if you're down an advantage to me, Edgar, like with 30 seconds left, you're going balls to the wall. You have to go balls to the wall. Yeah, but then you also create more variables in terms of how people play the game. Cause like, because you're, you're gonna have guys that like score score their two and then stall the match. Sure. Because there's no stalling rules, or you could have a situation where it's like a ref just kind of biased in terms of what an advantage even is. Yeah, because look at those black belt matches where they're top tier black belts. They both score same advantages. It still goes down to. I'm not. Oh, I'm not. I'm not just kind of their flag up. The referee's decision to me is, I I think they should go overtime. Overtime sudden death. So, yeah, like so e- first the, score was it the EBI thing? First takedown, first sweep, first pass, first back take, whatever it is, whatever it is. No, what's, what's that thing? First that, score uh, or submission, right? Yeah. What's that? Thing but not that, advantage that that Gordon and uh, and Nikki Rod did recently, where they had the where Nikki Rod broke his foot. Yeah, yeah. What was that? Was it who's number one? No, no, it, was, it wasn't who's number one. It was some UFC. UFC uh, it was thing. like a, a fight like, pass thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like Fury or something. something. Fury Pro. Well, either way, I think it's like sudden death should be something like that where you're trying to escape. Like you get your back taken or you get put in an arm bar position. Doesn't EBI do that? Where like yeah, EBI does time, that too. Like, hey, he's gonna take your back and like he, it'll, the, the clock will stop when you get out. 
Yeah, gets, yeah. Uh, whoever gets the yeah. fastest escape. Yeah, they they do the same with uh, submission underground. I think that works best. What um, speaking of jujitsu and then MMA, we dropped we delve into MMA. Yeah. So I guess Islam is is gonna fight Volkanovski. Volkanovski wins that fight. Uh, in February. February, March. It's two, this in two months or one. Yeah, it's two eighty four. Yo, bro. So I'm like, I think it's February. So I was watching. Uh, I was watching on Twitter today. Somebody, some, some account was like, Craig Jones is helping is helping Volkanovski prepare for his fight with Islam Makachaya or whatever. You know, do you believe his his grap? You know, Craig Jones's grappling will help Volkanovski overcome Islam's, and I'm like. It's a different sport, bro. Yeah, this it's different. Like, February. if yeah, February. Oh, damn, that's close soon. So, like, uh, that's different from if we were talking about if he was going against a straight up jujitsu guy. Yeah, I think Craig Jones would absolutely help him. But you're going against one of the best wrestlers in probably in the in the entire promotion, right? Like, if Volkanovski takes, he gets taken down. That's the game. You know what I'm saying? If he gets taken down, which he's probably going to get taken down. Oh, yeah. He's sure. probably going to get taken down. So what do you think in his, his – he should burn his money on – I think he should burn – I think he should make sure he goes against he – Defensive wrestling? Uh, defensive wrestling or def, jiu-jitsu to help you get to stand up again. Okay. Yeah. And maybe think... may Craig Jones can help him with that to a certain degree. But, like, once those fucking Dagestani dudes get on you, Craig dude. Jones the most Craig Jones, sorry. Is best known for leg locks. In his guard, his guards. Are, I mean, he's got he's got decent takedowns, but it like, like, dude, he pulls he pulls in every every single time I watch him in any, any type of nogi match. He's always pulling guard. But, What's that one minute where he's like, I'm not gonna pull guard at all, and then he locked. I don't remember. Well, he only ever gets silver. It's a requirement. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, like, you. When you prepare for someone like Islam or someone like um, Khabib, but more specifically someone like Islam, you you need more than just wrestling and more than just jujitsu. You need you everything, every type of grappling you can find. Oh yeah. Because the thing is, if you watch, and I I watched back the the Islam Charles fight a few times, he like turned off every aspect of wrestling. He only did judo and only did jujitsu. The entire time he didn't go for the legs at all. He didn't do any like hip heists. He didn't do any like switches or anything. Charles did. Islam. Oh, Islam. And like, if you look at his his fights against like you know other guys like Bobby Green against like Drew Dober, it was almost pure wrestling. So like his ability to change and like eliminate types of takedowns and types of moves from his repertoire yeah. is second to none in that regard. Like it it looked like he had never been like a main wrestler but then if you look at his other fights he wrestles like all the time yeah you know he just mixes in those throws every now and again so it's like yeah you could you could say that volkanovsky should work on his wrestling his anti-wrestling but then all of a sudden you get in a clinch situation which is very very likely and you get your ass tossed yeah. you know or you get tripped or you get like pushed against the cage like there's so many variables to how well he can grapple that you you i feel like he took the fight too soon Volkanovski did. Volkanovski, I feel like. Wait, Volk- when did when did this last last fight? He last fought in the summertime. And when- what Islam fought more recently than that? He fought Islam fought in uh what October, 
and then Volkanovski fought Max Holloway back in like I don't know July. July. Yeah. So July. why do you say why would you say Volk is taking it too soon if he fought? He fought. Yeah, but like look at who he's fought recently. Volkanovski has fought Max Holloway three times. Korean Zombie. Huh? He only fought twice last year. Yeah, Korean Zombie, who who he mauled back in March. That was horrible. That was so bad. And and, and Brian Ortega, who has like zero yeah, wrestling. Ortega wasn't last year. Yeah, no, what I'm saying is like in the past few years. So it's, he's got like zero wrestling. So he didn't have to worry about the wrestling. So it's like the guys. Oh, you're talking about in terms of ability in, to prepare. It, yeah, exactly. In terms of the ability to prepare, like you can you can roll and train with Craig Jones all you want. But it's it's different. If it's condensed man. and you're condensing it all in two months, yeah, it's, it's different. Than... It's different to thirty years, thirty years of grappling. Yeah, like there's no way you're catching that. I think there's a high chance he could win if he can keep the distance, like Volkanovski could win, because he's got expert striking. Like this is this is more pure grappler versus pure striker than anything we've ever seen. Mm. You know, he's never really fought a jiu-jitsu guy or someone with like. He's fought a jiu-jitsu guy, just not I mean, a wrestler. Ortega. It's like. Yeah. The the last wrestler he fought was uh, Chad Mendes, and that was back in like 2018. Did Volk ever fought fight? Did Volk ever fight Jose Aldo? Mm. Yeah, he beat his ass, right? So he beat Chad Mendes, knocked him out, and then he decisioned Aldo yeah. in 2019, and then he um, Holloway beat Holloway at the end of 2019. And then that was his title shot. Mm-hmm. And then fought once in 2020. That was Holloway. That was Holloway. And then Ortega. And then Ortega, um, and then it was this past year, which was uh, Korean Zombie and Max Holloway. Is it traditionally guys only fight twice a year? Once, Once or twice. That's 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 about average. Unless you're unless you're McGregor, then you don't fight at all. If you TKO someone in the first minute, then you'll fight another time. It depends. Yeah, it depends. If you didn't take any hits. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it obviously depends on yeah who they are, like how much they cut. That's the biggest thing, how much they cut. Because I forgot who was, was it Nate Diaz? It was somebody else that, oh, it was uh, Cowboy Serrano. Anyway, this was down like either two years ago, maybe three years ago. The, his, his fight only went maybe one round, knocked the guy out, and then um, somebody three months later was out of their what do you call it, out of the fight got due to injury. And he's like, I'll step up. I'm on weight. I'm ready to go. Fought a second time. Yeah, I'm not the huge a huge cowboy fan, but you got to respect the, his his like fuck it attitude, you know. Wow. Like he always went in there and fought. Didn't matter who it was. So did you ever hear uh, the story of him? I'm sure you've heard it, maybe when he was on Joe Rogan talking about cave diving. I th- I think so. Listen to it. Close your eyes and like picture it happening. I, I think I heard that he one. That's panicking. that's the one where he was like, he said like "fuck" like every other word, right? Yeah, yeah. He was like, "Hey, yeah. fuck." That's like me, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, uh, pass. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I'll snorkel. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to do no like scuba diving. Nah, I'll scuba dive. I'm not going to caves though. You can just be fine. I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I want to scuba dive either. Why not? For first of all, I think like a rock. Second of all. Like even like the huh? Your bone density, your muscle mass. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the monkey in me. Uh, oh Jesus! <laughs> Whoa! Hey! But I mean, even it, even like experts get like embolisms when they come up. Yeah. 
Well, and I'm, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to get that get get that mess up, man. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Like like I might do like some snorkeling and some you know some scuba diving, like in some type of you know per you know like a resort type of yeah vacation place. But I would never want to do deep sea diving, like ever. Oh, deep sea diving. Fuck no. No, or like no. I'm talking about just like the 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 panic of being so far underwater. And like the water pressure being so high, yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and the and dark and the darkness. Yeah, you like, don't know what's down there. You know, for real, deep sea diving would be super fucking scary, dog. Hell no. I'd rather go like I'd rather go skydiving or jump bungee jumping. I definitely want to do. I don't want to do those things than to go deep sea diving. We are not supposed to be down there with whatever's down there, dog. This is exactly. We're dead, but I know we're both <laughs> like exactly. We're good. We're good here. We actually, I actually, uh, we went snorkeling. Um, I went on the cruise back in like November, and yeah. we went, we went snorkeling, and they gave us the flippers. We went to uh St. Thomas, like the Virgin Islands. They gave us like the flippers and the life jacket and like the the snorkel gear. Yeah. And they're like the flippers help you swim. So, motherfucker, that shit didn't help me at all. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was stuck in the same spot. Everyone else is like all the way over there. It's like, oh man, I just fucking took them off and put them on my hands. And started doing this shit. <laughs> I swam so fast doing that. I don't know. How, I don't know how people do use the use the flippers because it, it's it felt like it slowed me down. Because every time I, I hit it, like you know, like when you're going through water and you like really get shallow? Or was it shallow water? no, it was deep. It was deep. It was probably like twenty, thirty feet. It, it was the water. I just I couldn't I couldn't kick my feet. They were. I couldn't kick my feet properly. I guess to to do it, but my hands could do it. My hands could do it just fine. I was doing like the scooping thing. Yeah. You can get tired that way. They work. They work. <laughs> How did you lose weight on a cruise? <laughs> I did actually. Hit the gym every day. It was it a nice gym? It's pretty nice. Really? Yes, I wasn't expecting it to be that nice. Um, they had like um, they had everything you really needed to get a good workout in, which is interesting. Like they had everything besides like a a free free weight squat stand. I mean, obviously, because like if there's ever a situation. You don't want that shit like flying off, right. you know. Mm. But it was fun, man. Would you? Uh, do you remember? Remember, like when we were at, like when I think it was like early on days of Instagram, and like they started promoting those jujitsu cruises quite a bit. Hell like, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, I was like, I was like, oh yeah, I don't know, a cruise. I was like, talk about adding variables to a match. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I was like, I don't think I'd want to go on a cruise and. Like with a bunch of jujitsu people ever, yeah. I, oh, yeah. The whole that or jujitsu uh, vacation, like as if it was vacation and like, hey, part, and then we're gonna go train one day or whatever. Train one day, and then we're gonna go see the city the next day, and then we're gonna you know train. Four, yeah. Whatever. As long as training is part of the vacation, not the whole vacation. Yeah, at that point, it just becomes a camp. Right. Yeah, it's like, why would I do it on a cruise? I could do it somewhere else. Yeah, on a cruise. Seemed really yeah, uh, off. unlimited food and jujitsu with unlimited alcohol and the ocean. Don't don't mix. Mm. Yeah, all that doesn't make sense to me. Sexual assault, brother. You got to be careful. <laughs> it was fun though, cause uh, we we got um, I don't know if it was tickets, but we we reserved the behind the scenes thing, so oh, we got to tour to the, the kitchen the and, and yeah, we got you to go to the the top. Yeah, dude, it was weird. Like the the laundry room was on. The zero. It was on floor zero. Was it hot? 
yeah. Yeah, because it's it's under it's the very last part of the ship. You're underwater. Like you're under everything. You're under the storage. You're under the cabin cabins. You're under like the engines. You're under everything. Mm-hmm. And like it, it was all these really short Filipino people. <laughs> I'm like they're the only people that fit down here. <laughs> right, watching your drivers going all the entire time. They have these things where um, it's. I wonder really what the work like is. A horrible working conditions then. They seemed happy. They did. It was weird. Every everyone seemed happy. Like that was that was that was the thing. The staff did. The staff, yeah. Because like for some of those folks, it's either that or working in the fields of whatever the country they're from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus now they do get some breaks. Like I don't know if they're those folks they're allowed to or can go to you know the top bridge or they have their own bridge that they're at. I don't know. Yeah, no one asked that question. Um but people ask like how long are your contracts because they they all work on contracts and they said um, it really depends on on where you're from because like a lot of the Asians like there was a lot of Indonesians Chinese and Filipino and they all said that their countries provide an agency that that essentially like contracts them out to these other like these cruise companies. so the cruise companies are beholden to the to the to the yeah, to the, the employment age. laws of that country that were the agency yeah yeah at. so like they they operate on like. Eight to ten, eight to ten month cycles, yeah. where they're like on a cruise ship for eight to ten months, and then off a cruise ship for like however long they want to be. But then there's people from India, there's people from Brazil, there's people yeah. from I hadn't seen one single person from the U.S. or Canada, but there's people from like Europe. And they all like Africa. They they all have their own things. Like this one guy had only been on the cruise lines for like a couple of weeks. This other dude's been on for like a year and a half. You know, so it, it just kind of depends on where you're from. And who you're with, essentially. I wonder how much they're getting paid based on. There's a difference between. Probably not a lot. Between like, you know, uh, Filipino agency as opposed to like one from Senegal. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not a lot. I would, I would really? say. Yeah. Um, but it's and, for like, but they also get free room and board. Yeah, free room and board, free, board, free food, free food. Um, they can go on different cruises, mm-hmm. so you don't have to be stuck on the same cruise ship. You actually just go. Like, wherever you dock, you're just like, all right, that's the next one I'm getting on, so I'm getting on that one. Mm-hmm. And you can go all over the world. But then they were saying that, like, um, your tenure depends on, like, or your, your tenure dictates how, how long you can stay at the port. So, like, if you've only been on the cruise ships for a couple of weeks, then you have to work on the cruise ships when, when they're in Puerto Rico or when they're in Spain or wherever they are or Iceland. Yeah. But then if you've been there for, like, a couple of months and it's almost over, you can just, like, hop off and be like, I'm going to enjoy myself. Well, I can kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So there's like there's like a bit of the tenure to it. It's pretty cool. Interesting. I would never do it, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm good. Well, like, you can see the water, but I was like, from the inside of the boat, though, not I got cool. seasick every day. Did you? Every day. But the boat didn't even move that much. Oh, it moved. It moved. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, they were going so fast. It was like it oh, was yeah. crazy. I mean, think about it. It's a skyscraper floating on the on the water. Yeah, it it was so fast. The crew, like the the bartenders and stuff, they were like, "This is fast." <laughs> yeah, were they, they running had, late? Huh? Was it running? Late? No, we were early. Oh. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. We were trying to enjoy ourselves. They're like <laughs> speeding speeding through the dark. That's crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it. yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Um, sick. I mean, even when I was sick, I just kind of took a nap. You know, there's there's only so much you can do on a cruise ship, no matter how big it is. It only takes like a day or two and you're done with everything. And it's just kind of repeat. Mm-hmm. The food was good. 
Yeah, it's I've heard good. numerous, a couple of different people tell me that if it was uh, Mateus who we trained with, uh, Matt. Yeah, he went on a cruise. He like went on right a cruise about me. the same time, <laughs> and he said the food was good. Yeah, I think he went to the same place too. Where'd you go? I went to Puerto Rico, uh, San Martin, like the the Caribbean islands. Hmm. How long were you at each one? Just half a day, whatever. Like you get there at nine a.m. or eight a.m. Not long, man. Back on the ship by four. Yeah, it was it was not long. So I'm gonna break it down for the whole thing. Okay, it was, uh, let's break it down. Let's break it down. It was a seven day cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, first day, obviously at sea, and then the the next day we were kind of at sea for like half of it, and then we got to Puerto Rico in the middle of the day, so like at like four or five, but we couldn't get off till six p.m. Yeah, p.m. What? And it was because they had to dock, and then they had to get the security checks or whatever. Um, and then we get off; it's already dark. So all we could really do is just walk around this San Juan, mm-hmm. get some dinner with our friend um, who lives there. And then we had to get back on at like nine. You have dinner in hey. old San Juan? Yeah. 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 We had, we just walked in a hole in the wall. Um, but, and then we got back on the ship and then the next day we were sailing. We ended up in St. Martin. That was fun. We had, to, we got to spend like the majority of the day there and then got back. Like it was basically from like, like twelve to oh, so it's it dark during the middle of the day, mm-hmm. and you guys spent the night on at at port. So you you spend the night on the ship moving. Oh, but so wait, you had, what time did you have to be back on the ship? Uh, it varied. San San uh, Puerto Rico was like you had to be on basically like at nine o'clock, and oh, then shit. the other days you had to be on. You could be on at like seven or five, depending on where you were. Uh, we went to Saint Martins. We went to Coco Cay, which is their private island. Um, mm. but I, I thought, I thought it was kind of dumb because like, I feel like a lot of people went on because they wanted to go to Puerto Rico and then we were there for like three hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was saying like, I was, I was telling, I was telling B this, I was like, man, it would have been so much better if we got there in the, at night, you know, like six, got to enjoy a dinner and then we just kind of stay, stay there, stay at the ship because we all have like the ship. And then we can stay, relax, and then the next morning get off on Puerto Rico again, have some breakfast, explore a little more during the day, and then we can leave in the afternoon. Yeah, I feel like that would have been better, but I get they had to like pack everything in. But yeah. in all honesty, we could have done without St. Thomas. That shit was dead. Hey, yeah, it wasn't very entertaining. There's a couple islands. I don't remember if it's St. Thomas or not, but like you can't leave the bubble of where the the boat goes to if you don't have an excursion like there's no like going out into the town and like see oh, yeah we didn't we didn't have that restriction the excursions are stupid so it's it's something oh, wait, that the cruise we went, sorry like covid was still going on uh, okay, mm-hmm. okay like it was the end of covid but like not every country was like come on man you know? yeah it's still kind of precautionary yeah so like let's say if you get a, a, a mile of area that you can go out to, but then beyond that, if you don't have an excursion booked or anything like that, you can't leave that area. Does it feel like COVID was a long time ago to you? Kind of. Because you talk about it in the past tense now. Well, like back, you're like, well, back when during Even COVID, still you say people during COVID, yeah, and people still get it, right? And you're like, during COVID, I was like, it's like, oh, during the it's like someone's like I mean, during the prohibition era. Right. <laughs> that's what it sounds <laughs> like you're saying. Because you don't want to say, "Well, during the lockdown." Yeah. Even though that's what you were. Yeah, you're basically. Yeah, that's what it was. During the during the pandemic. During the pandemic, during like 
during the Great Depression, me and your grandfather. Like, <laughs> it's like, what are you... <laughs> it really does feel like a different time, though. Yeah. It totally it felt, does. It felt like it? a weird part of history. Yeah, it was weird. I was sitting there during, because we, you know, there's people of us, some of us were still trained during, during COVID. And um, there's a guy that got promoted the other night. Uh, yeah, Chris. Uh, no, Austrian. Uh, what's Adrian, his name? Adrian. Adrian. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Magic Man. <laughs> yeah. And he was, he was, you know, he, he's been training a long time, but I remember specifically him and I and like two other people, including Jay, were probably training three or four times a week during the day behind curtains at top during COVID. And at times, I'm like, I think about it, I was like, damn, that seems like a long time ago. Yeah, he definitely was like snitches. There were people driving around looking at him shit, you know, and uh, uh, they were like, <laughs> so like, I was thinking about it, I was like, man, that was a long time ago, but that guy was dedicated as hell during that time. And it was, it was fine. It was like, it was, it was good. It was a fun time, but it, it was right after like we, I think it was right after we got our black belts, but it was, it was a good yeah. Good amount of time, but I think I was like, dude, it is. That seems like it was so long ago. It was definitely right after we got our, we got our black belts, and then then the, the March, hit. then March was cl- locked yeah. down. The end of March, right? Uh, no, we we got them in February, right? Yeah, mid March was the. It was like a month later. It was locked down, and then none of us trained for like a couple of months. You were the only one that trained. <laughs> I was training. I was. It took me about a month, and then I was training. As soon as somebody comes in, hey, you guys are <coughs> trained. You're like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you need to get out of here right now. Yeah, but then and in COVID, honestly, like, uh, during that time, like, it was just like, you know, we we were people were training again eventually, but I think things changed a lot. You know, we lost a couple along the way, or lost some liquor, but I don't know. It just seems like now that I think of it now, like with the dynamics of everything and just even thing in, in life, and how I was working from home before. But now everybody's pretty much still working from home. You working back in the office? Uh, yeah, I'm a hybrid. Yeah. What's hybrid mean? Two days a week uh, mm-hmm. from home and then three days sitting. Office. What about you? One day a week. One day a week. Right. By choice. From home? No, no, in office. Yeah, and I'm I'm pretty much in in at home all the time. You know, I switched jobs where I could have could have gone in the office, but it's it's just like so it's just like this is what life is for me it's interesting because like when it's when it started they were like hey you know people were i used to panicking the bank was like we're going to do team a and team b right so like we always have a, a backup plan right so team a is going to work for the first two weeks in the office then they're going to work two weeks from home that's when team b is going to come in and I was like, I got the call on like a Sunday afternoon, and they're like, you're on Team B. And I was like, sweet, so I don't have to go in? They're like, nah, you can work, you work from home for the first two weeks. I was like, all right, cool. And then that Tuesday, they were like, everybody's working from home, don't come back in. There's no more Team A, Team B. It was like, yeah, that's, you know, it would never work. Anything from your desk, come get it now, and take it home with you. And it was my wife, my mother-in-law were just like, so how do you feel about working from home? Before then, I knew you worked from home, and I was. Like, you were the old, and you were the other house, right? Yeah. You didn't move into this new house till like what after COVID, right? Right, right. Okay. But I was like, I was like, work from home. I was like, I enjoyed it when it's like, hey, Friday, work from home. I was like, Ugh. and then now they're like, you're gonna work from home all the time, and I was kind of excited, but I was like, I'm ready to go back in the office. Like, I need that cutoff 
when I leave the office and when like my home life starts sort of. And then after like three months of working from home, they're like, you ready to go back to the office? I was like, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. I was getting a lot of work done, but at the same time, I was like, I'm just the commute, the timing, like I was waiting. Yeah, dude, time. that's that's the biggest thing, I think, is just get, getting you're, up and getting you're over losing. There. You're losing a lot of time. Yeah, and the other the other thing about it for me was like when I was working from home. You do get stir crazy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I, I was more, I, w- I didn't like it before covid when i was working from home yeah because i was the only person in my like basically in my department yeah. that worked from home and so i was there was a lot of disconnect yeah and then as soon as everybody else was working from home it was fucking perfect i loved it like i was like because they were all yeah. kind of in the same boat as me yeah and we were so like that's is how we interact and so now and but now like most of most companies are like like yours or like yours yeah. or like there's some of them are just completely like mine and they let everybody work from home. For me, at like the end of 2020, and I was like, dang, I don't think I went outside today. Like when I thought about it, I was like, all right, so I finished work around six, then I went to the kitchen, then I started watching football, I stayed on the couch till about 10, then I went upstairs, took a shower, went to sleep, woke up the next day, went back. To yeah, dude. Like, yeah, I, I've, I did like, I, I've had that when I've been really busy at work, like I said, I haven't even gone to the gym and trained. Right. So there's a couple of nights that I just I was so busy and then I was realized it's like I didn't leave the house at all. Just I just worked up until about eight or nine, and then I watched a little TV and what played played a video game or something like that. And I went to sleep and got up the next day. I can't do that, man. You gotta get out of the house. I mean, I get out I get out like every couple of hours just to take the dogs out. Yeah, yeah maybe, I mean, maybe yeah. smoke a cigar. But like I make time for myself to 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 do me things. You know, like I'll because I have a, I have a home gym. And it's obviously in the garage, but I can still get out there and it feels like a different place because normally it's like 20 degrees cooler. So it feels like a different environment. Like today, yeah, it was fucking freezing. Yeah. It was freezing See, in there. This is it was just from one day to the next, you're working from home, get it together. It was, I didn't have a routine set up like wake up in the morning, get my coffee, do X and Y, then start working, make sure I set aside an hour for lunch, like put myself in out of the office for an hour. Or 30 minutes. Like, I didn't have that routine. Now, like, second year of COVID, I had my routine. I was like, look, you're not getting no, no emails. Don't invite me to no meeting between 12 and 1. Like, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going for a walk during that time. Yeah. But... Are you trying to invite me to a meeting on the same day? Did you say <laughs> you don't know me like that, bro? <laughs> I know you're on California time. That ain't me. <laughs> like, yeah, I set this down three or four days ahead every time. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, no, that's true. What what are we doing on time? Oh, um, six minutes. So till we hit forty five minutes total, we can talk more MMA in the next one. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna talk. We we're gonna talk. Actually, that's the reason uh, we we brought this about, right? Because it was because of that. Uh, oh, because of Gomez. Yeah, we did divert. What? Oh, yeah. Huh? We're gonna, we're uh, we got a we got a whole. Oh, your boy. Your boy. So the next episode, we're attacking you about Patty your boy, Patty. I, right, so, it. Why you have to give it up? Hey, yeah, yeah, we're building up. We're building up, right? I got a lot of opinions on that one. Oh, uh, and there's more than just the. There's more. There's more than just the fight. Oh yeah. For oh yeah. Sure. We gotta talk about that too. For sure. For sure. Yeah, we're definitely gonna do that. We gotta talk about uh, uh, Poetan too. Poetan too. Poetan. Uh, oh, uh, Alex uh, Pereira. Yeah, yeah, the Alex. Pereira. Fucking big ass motherfucker. I like I like it. He's always getting taking pictures and 
in whatever native garb that he has from like Bar- yeah, Brazil, yeah. and he's just like, he looks even more fucking menacing. Yeah, because he, you know, <laughs> he's full on in like indigenous. Like, oh, front, really? Yeah, his whole his whole lineage is indigenous. Like he's a, he's just straight up from from that area. Is that he's from the like Amazonia or whatever? Like yeah, yeah somewhere in the Amazon, like close to Man- yeah. Manaus or whatever. Yeah, bro, how come all the motherfuckers that are like all the best fighters, all the best jujitsu players? They're all from Manaus, dog. Oh, but you use your verbiage. Manaus in the house? Manaus in the house, bro. They got fucking monsters from Manaus, bro. They're all monsters. They're just mean, bro. Yeah, some of the, the, the best fighter thing is those, those motherfuckers come from all, all over the world. Like the depths of hell. Yeah. yeah. You see that documentary on uh, Francis and Ghana? I think we got time for me to talk about this. No, we're good. No, I didn't see Did it. You, you didn't see it? No. So, is he from Senegal? He's from Cameroon. Cameroon. Sorry. Yeah. Bati, Bati, Cameroon. I think it's uh, like the capital or whatever. It's not the capital. I don't think so. But um, so first of all, born in Cameroon, African country. For those of you that don't know, <laughs> and he was like essentially a slave, and he worked in the salt mines as a kid, and then he like grows up and runs away, like as a refugee, to try and get to Europe to box because he saw um, he saw Mike Mike Tyson on TV. Yeah, so he saw Mike Tyson boxing on on uh, on TV and said he wanted to do that, and so he he like escapes and starts heading towards heading towards uh, Morocco, and then he's got to get through the Sahara Desert to do that. So he was saying, and there's videos of it. There's like caravans that take you out, and they basically take like Toyota Tacomas and load up like twenty twenty some people on that one truck and just go. And they, they don't stop. They just go. And he was saying that when he was doing it, this lady had a baby. And and she just threw the baby at one point. She just threw it because she was like, I can't, like, the baby's not going to survive. I can't take care of it. And she just tossed the baby as they were driving. They didn't stop. She just tossed her out. And I was like, what the fuck? And he's like saying that. It's like, yeah, this, that's just life. That's, that's how you got to do it. And he was saying um, they would go through the Sahara. And that in itself was hell, obviously, because it's the fucking Sahara Desert. I know. I'm from there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he gets to Morocco, and he was saying that there's a refugee camp, like, right outside of uh, one of the cities. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way you're going to get from to to Spain. You got to cross the, uh, like, you know, the Gibraltar, like the Strait of Gibraltar. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was saying that there's two options, right? Option one is you hop the fence, and you try and jump on on the, the ship. Option two is you dive into the ocean and swim to the ship. Those are your two options. And if you get caught, you're fucked. And so he was saying that that his first choice was was to, to jump the fence. So he jumps the fence, he gets caught, and they 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 catch him and they put him. They uh, basically take him to like a little temporary prison, mm-hmm. take his ass and drop him back off in the Sahara, like the middle of Sahara. And he he walked back. He said he walked back from the Sahara to Morocco, to the same camp, to start over. Does it again, gets caught again. And he said he did this like six, five or six times. So he got dropped in the Sahara Desert five or six times. That's why he's so fucking big, because he generated all this photosynthesis. This motherfucker finally makes it to Morocco, gets arrested in Spain, and is in jail for, uh, I don't remember how long, but he's in jail for, for a while before they finally let him go. Um, Gotta be better than a salt mine. I mean, Probably. 
but they finally let him go and he he just walks his way over to Spain or to France and is homeless for like 2 years before finding um uh Fernando Fernando Lopez the the guy that trained him and that dude took one look at Francis and was like this motherfucker this motherfucker got potential yeah and then the rest of history, motherfucker becomes a world champion in like four years. Yo, that's a fucking movie, dog. That's what people are saying. They're like, dude, you could turn this. You get, you, you got to watch the documentary. You just type in Francis and Ganu documentary, and it's like, is that on Netflix? You said? No, it's on YouTube. I don't know if this was clickbait or not. Is he a free agent? He's supposed to be. Yeah. That's the Cyril Gan fight was the last. Was the last fight in his contract? That's crazy. Cyril Gan's another, another beast. What's the dude that drinks beer out of his shoe? Tai Tuivasa. Tai Tuivasa. Did you see the beast? Bro, you was getting kind of shredded. Is he? Lost my weight. Oh, Derek Lewis? Yeah, Derek Lewis. Jiu-Jitsu don't work on him. Out there doing running. <laughs> <laughs> my balls. <laughs> <laughs> He's out there running on Las Vegas streets or whatever he's doing. Did he move to Las Vegas? Hmm? I thought he was in Houston. There's, There's, a, point. The... There's a point where Jiu-Jitsu doesn't work. Yeah, hey, when you're that fucking big, it doesn't dude, you're like 300 pounds. Even with that guy Alex, when you were that guy, the Russian guy Alex. Hey He's man, a... <laughs> you know it's funny. Um, the other it was a so yes. we got a big, big ass dude from Moldova. I just say he's Russian, but he's from Moldova. Yeah, he's a big old strong European bear. Um, it's funny. Like every time I'm rolling, for some reason he's not rolling, but he's like watching. And like every time I hit a throw, he's like, "Oh, good one." <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, he does yeah, that, yeah, he does yeah, that yeah, chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got mad the other day because I think he got mad last night because I took him down. He didn't like. He was like getting taken down. He, yeah, he didn't like getting taken oh, down. Six eight. Oh, he's, he's not that big. Yeah, yeah he's not six, that big. Six two, six three. Six two, I, six three, two forty five, and two forty. Yeah, every time I go with him, he gets really frustrated. Super frustrated, but like hilarious. not in like a dickish way. Yeah, not a dickish way. Yeah, he's a white belt. He's not like a not a dickish way. He's actually a really nice person. I think he's just it. It, it might be a little bit of confusion as to why he's losing. Because he's big, because he's big and he's like, you it you can tell like he's trying to kill you every time. Yeah, too. you could tell like the way. Yeah, I don't know, saying he's like he grew up rough, but like you never just tell like somebody you 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 roll was like, yeah, this this motherfucker got in a lot of fights as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. He may not. He's never been formally trained, but they've gotten a lot of fights as a kid and growing up, and so like. There's just a, there's just a natural scrappiness to him. Yeah. So there's whether he he doesn't know what the fuck is going. Yeah, he just just like <laughs> yo, this dude fought with his friends just for fun. You know what I'm saying? Like they just fought. He is from a war torn area. Yeah, it's true. No, he's a good guy though. Yeah, good guy. Doesn't talk much. I don't think he knows English, but no, he does. He's uh and he's like uh I think he's a computer engineer. Oh really? Yeah, he's he's, he's well, that's not that. That's not that surprising. No, but he's, the area I mean, if he had a, yeah, I mean, he has an accent for sure, and he's not his first language, but you can definitely easily communicate with him. You just have to sit there and talk. Yeah, like ninety. Him better than Jay, or vice versa. Sometimes I, I understand Jay. Yeah, sometimes I barely understand. <laughs> Jay, so, I, I think you'd have a better understanding of Alex, for sure. <laughs> but I, I personally, that's just me. All right. All right. Let's head into the next one. Yep. Let's talk about talk to your boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 you want to you try, try it? No, no, no. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Get out there, get hungry, and good luck.